Dialogue 15 of The Dialogues of the Gods by Lucian Translated by Howard Williams This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dialogue 15 Hermes and Apollo envy the deformed Hephaestus the possession of his beautiful wives. Hermes, read by Stephan. Apollo, read by Aaron White. But the fact, Apollo, that though he is both lame and a mere brazier by trade, he has married the most beautiful wives of us all, Aphrodite and Charis. A mere piece of good luck, my dear Hermes, but this I do wonder at, that they tolerate having anything to do with him, most especially when they see him running down with perspiration as he stoops laboriously over his furnace and with a quantity of soot upon his face. And yet, though he is such a figure, they embrace him, and kiss him, and sleep with him. This, too, I feel indignant about, and envy Hephaestus. Whereas you wear long flowing hair, and play on the cephora, and pride yourself greatly, on your good looks, and I upon my vigor and good habit of body and my lyre, straightway, when we have to go to bed, we shall sleep all alone. Besides, too, as far as I am concerned, I have no fortune in my fair decour, and two at all events whom I especially loved, Daphne and Hyacinthus, well, Daphne hated me to such a degree that she chose to become a tree rather than have my embraces, while Hyacinthus I killed with that quoit, and now in place of them I have to be content with garlands. And as for me, Aphrodite I, some time since, but one must not brag. I know, and she is said to have presented you with Hermaphroditus. But tell me this, if you know it all, how is Aphrodite not jealous of Charis, or Charis jealous of her? Because, my dear Apollo, the former lives with him in Lemnos, and Aphrodite in heaven, and besides, the latter is, for the most part, taken up with Ares, and is in love with him, so that she cares little for this brazier fellow. And do you suppose that Hephaestus knows this? He knows well enough, but what could he do when he sees a fine youth, and that, too, a soldier? So he keeps quiet. However, he threatens, at all events, that he will devise some kind of fetters for them, and catch them together by throwing a net over their bed. 
I don't know, but I would devoutly pray that I myself might be the one to be caught in her company. End of Dialogue 15